So our first Bible reading is taken from Isaiah chapter 9. Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who are in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the future, he will honor Galilee of the nations by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the days of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. And now moving to John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Thanks, Jonathan. Good afternoon, good evening, one of those two. Hey, everyone, my name is Mark. If you haven't met, I'm one of the pastors here at Trinity Church Modbury and just want to wish you a Merry Christmas. It's um, great to have you here celebrating with us, whether you're a, a regular member here with us or whether you're just visiting us for carols tonight. It's wonderful to, to have you with us. Um, there's really no time of the year quite like Christmas, is there? Uh, the joys just feel so much more joyful, and, uh, but also the pains can feel so much more painful as well. We're, we're all tired. It feels like we've been sprinting through the whole year at full pelt, and the Christmas preparations have been that, that final hill that we've had to run up uh, before we finish and before we get through the finish line. Uh, and it's a time of anticipation as well, isn't it? The, the Christmas presents have been sitting under the tree just just teasing us, just, just asking 
to be opened. Uh, the carols have been playing in the shops for a few months, and, and there's just this growing expectation that, that Christmas is going to deliver, that Christmas is going to live up to the hype. Uh, well, on the night of that very first Christmas, all those years ago, people had been waiting not just for a few months, they'd been waiting for hundreds of years, right from when a prophet by the name of Isaiah gave a promise from God to people who were tired, people who were longing for hope. And the promise that God gave his people all the way back then is, is a promise that he includes us in today as well, that he is going to shine his light into our darkness. Now, the people of Israel who Isaiah spoke these words to, they were living in a dark time. They were facing the constant threat of invasion from stronger countries who were around them, um, especially from the powerful Assyrian army in, in the north. Uh, and we've, we've seen this year, haven't we, the, the horrors on our news headlines of, of war, the, the darkness that that can bring. In the dark times that Israel were living in, they, they reflected the, the spiritual darkness that they were living with. Um, in the previous chapter, of Isaiah, um, they've been told that by choosing to, to ignore God, they're choosing to live in darkness. They're choosing a life of darkness, distress, and gloom. But God is going to shine his light into this darkness. He's going to bring rejoicing. He's going to bring rescue. And he's going to bring rest. Uh, so this week struggling nation that really doesn't have a lot to be joyful about at the moment is, is one day going to rejoice before God as though they've just had a record-breaking harvest or, or as though they've plundered their enemies in war. Uh, God is going to, to rescue them from their oppressive enemies. He's going to, to shatter the yoke that burdens them. He's going to rescue them just like he's done for them in the past. And he promises a time of rest as well. A time when they won't need to dress up for battle anymore. A time when all the, the clothes that they would have worn into battle are just fuel for the fire. So rejoicing, rescue, and rest. That's God's promise to his people. These are the, the blessings that he promises them when his light dawns in the darkness. And in the, the years that followed that promise, the, these, these things that God has promised, they came partly true. God rescued them from the invading Assyrian army. And so for a short time, they were able to rejoice. They were able to rest. But then they chose to keep living in darkness. They chose to keep ignoring God. And so eventually God sent another powerful army against them. And this time there was no rescue. This time they were taken into captivity. See, Israel's biggest problem, it wasn't the strong enemies around them. The problem was their own hearts. The way that they kept ignoring God, choosing not to obey him, putting their trust in other things. Ultimately, that is what they needed rescuing from. And so we might wonder, 
what happened to the rejoicing and the rest and the rescue that God promised them? Did he just decide against it? Well, God's plan was always to fulfill that promise in a much bigger way than they could ever have imagined at that time. A way that we're included in as well today. Because in lots of ways, we're in the same situation that Israel were in all those years ago. We long to rejoice and rest without any of the sad or the tiring things that we face in life. And without the sickness, without the grief, without the broken relationships, without the awful news headlines, without all of our unspoken fears and insecurities that we're carrying. A couple of weeks off work over New Year's is great, but we know that when, it, when we hit the ground running next year, we're going to be back on the treadmill right away. And the Bible tells us that the issue that's, that's right at the heart of all of this is that we need rescuing. God has made each of us to live with him right at the center of our lives, trusting him, loving him, serving him, listening to him, finding all of our joy and our fulfillment in him. But instead, we, we push God off to one side, or we, we push him out of our lives entirely. We put ourselves at the center. We trust in other things. In other words, we choose darkness. We choose to live in darkness, just like Israel did all those years ago. And so, just like they do, or just like they did, we need rescuing. Because we just can't live for God on our own. We, even when we try our best, we keep falling short. We keep getting it wrong. And God could have just left us there. He could have decided to ignore us and just reject us like we rejected him. But instead, he shone his light into our darkness. And he did that through the birth of a special child. This has been um, quite a special year for me and for my family. Many, many of you will know that we had our second child born in August, a little boy who we called Bailey. And people ask us from time to time, like, why Bailey? Like, why, why choose Bailey as a name? I'll tell you the reason. We, we liked the name. <laughs> you know, <laughs> quite a good name, seemed to fit well with our surname. Sorry if I built it up to be a better story than that, but um, there's really no significance about it beyond that. If he doesn't like it, he can fork out the money and change it when he's 18. He can make that choice himself. Um, but look at what this child is going to be called. Wonderful counsellor. This child is, is going to have incredible wisdom. Mighty God. He won't just be any normal baby being born. This will be God himself entering into our world, entering into our mess. Everlasting Father. Bit of a, bit of a strange way to describe a baby, but it, it's describing someone who who will lovingly provide for his people. And then Prince of Peace. He won't just bring people together. He, he'll bring peace between God and people, as only one who is perfectly God and perfectly human can do. And this child 
is going to rule over his people forever. Uh, You might have seen in the news that as of last week, uh, not just the Prime Minister, but every state Premier who was in power during that um, peak 2020 COVID period has been either voted out or or quit um, within four years. Now, you know, no no disrespect to any of them, pretty pretty tough time to lead through, but, but it shows that human rulers don't last. And they certainly don't get everything right. But this king, this king will reign forever. He'll reign faultlessly. His kingdom will be one of perfect peace, perfect justice, perfect righteousness. What a promise. A king who will shine God's light into our darkness, who will bring us rescue, rejoicing and rest and rule over his perfect kingdom forever. And it's a promise that God set in motion on that very first Christmas when Jesus was born. Uh, when, as, as John describes it in his biography of Jesus' life, when the true light that gives light, gives light to everyone came into the world. Jesus himself tells us, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And so in that very same land that, that witnessed the distress and darkness of the Assyrian invasion and all of the other battles going on at that time, Jesus himself would come and he would proclaim that God's kingdom has come near and that we can be part of it by following him, by putting our trust in Jesus. And so at Christmas, we celebrate that God has sent a very special child, his own son, into the world to shine his light into our darkness. Uh, You've probably experienced it where you've been in a sort of a darkish room for for a while and, and your eyes kind of acclimatize to the darkness. You can sort of start to see things reasonably well and, and um, get, get a feel for where things are out. And, but then you walk out of there, you go into a really well-lit room and you walk back into that exact same room that you were in before and you can't see a thing. It just seems pitch black. Getting to know Jesus is a lot like that. As we see just how awesome he is, it it exposes things in the world around us and even even things in our own heart that we didn't think were too bad until we gazed on a king who is absolutely perfect. A king who lived the perfect life that none of us could. A king who died to rescue us from our darkness and to bring us peace with God, a king who rose to life again, and a king who will return again to rule forever. And if we choose to follow this king, he he promises us not just rescue, but an eternity of rest and rejoicing. With everything that, that weighs us down, everything that causes us pain, lifted off our shoulders forever. And we can be confident in these future promises because God has already kept the first promise. A child has been born. 
Jesus came just as God promised at that very first Christmas. Light has dawned in the darkness. Now, maybe you're, you're just visiting us over Christmas, not, not quite convinced about the whole Jesus thing yet, or not quite sure what you think about it. Um, if that's you, you're, you're welcome to, to grab one of these little books on your way out to grab a sausage and a donut afterwards. We've got a few on the table at the back. I think we've got a few on the coffee machine as well. Um, that's, that's our gift to you. It's, uh, it's a really quick and easy read that explains the, the Christmas story and its significance just from a bit of a, a, bit of a different angle. Uh, maybe if someone's invited you here, you could ask them why they think Christmas is so special, why it's such good news. And maybe you'd like to join us again sometime. Uh, we meet here 10 a.m. every Sunday. We, we don't sing carols every week, but we do celebrate Jesus every week. Uh, we celebrate how his birth, his death, his resurrection, and his coming again give us hope. Hope in all seasons of life. Um, perhaps 2024 could be the year where you consider Jesus. Is he just a, a likable character in a long book? Or is he the light who shows us the way to true life? I'll give you a warning. His light at times is going to shine in uncomfortable places, in our hearts, in our lives, and in, in the world around us. But as we consider his offer of rescue, rejoicing, and rest, we have to ask, is there any other king who we'd want to live under? Let me pray for us. God, we thank you that in your mercy, you have shone your light into our darkness through the birth of Jesus. And that in him, we have the sure hope of rescue, rejoicing, and rest that we long for. And we pray that you would give us eyes to see the dawning of this light and give us hearts to long for that day when Jesus will rule forever with all justice, all righteousness, and with all peace. Amen.